Archives Unlimited. Hello, welcome to Archives Unlimited. Um, there's only three of us today. I'm back. It is me, Hazel <laughs> Cooper. I go by they, them pronouns. I'm Dragoni. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm Crow, and I use they, them pronouns. Also, welcome back, Hazel. Hello, and it's also your cat's Hazel. birthday. Yeah, it is my cat, Bowser. That's the birthday. most important thing to talk about this week. Happy birthday, cat. Happy he birthday. Is, he is one year old today. Oh, well, baby. Yeah, and the most important person in Archives Unlimited, yeah, according to DJ. <laughs> DJ said the most popular member of AU. So, That's probably accurate. Yeah, so this fall ball, it's week eight. Wow, week eight. Huh. They just keep coming. Fall ball, week eight. Um, week eight. Something interesting happened today, similar to last week, where- Stuff uh, happened, in fact. Where the, yep, where the defense- <laughs> A lot of- The defense positions just dropped. And now we have- the stats, the stars that dropped this week. Allegedly. It's not potentially confirmed, but that's what makes the most sense. Yeah. Because when you read on the stars team thing, it says volumetric units, units of congealed care, measurements of potentiality. Like, it, it's, it's at the very least heavily hinting at it. I think it's pretty dead on. Yeah. I think that's the same description that stars had in the old glossary back in beta. Yeah, that would make sense, especially if they're supposed to be the same. Here I have, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this tweet in the shout out zone, which I just called the reference zone, just so I can have something different from ICP. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a twi- tweet from Clip Clipperson, the BNN baseball reporter. And here it has gathered... 15 of the name drops, which was Ferocity, Thwack, Drama, Stuff, Control, Guile, Dodge, Stealth, Reflex, Vision, Reach, Hustle, Survive, Thrive, and Magnet. And it's funny that only Thwack made it from from the last era. Yeah. They said that only one stat had come, come back. I was really hoping for coldness, just because it would be funny that no one still knows what it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god. We, know we, one thing we that found it does now, one but... of the six things I think that it did. Yep. And it sucks. I hope so. they bring <laughs> vibes back. I love I miss Cinnamon. It's such a funky we'll name. Thrive might be a vibe set. Yeah. I still want vibes just because it'll be really funny. If I didn't know Jebediah Cranch falls somewhere and they still have awful stats for <laughs> vibes. Jebediah Cranch has 0.01 survive. Dies yeah. instantly. If you have like high thrive, low survive, like you're very reckless. And if you have low survive and low thrive, you just resign yourself to death. It's pretty much only Thwack actually is more of a stat than a character. Pretty much all of the other ones could also be used for characterization like guile or control hustle drama especially yeah and we're gonna talk about drama personality foreshadowing did they ever mention if like the players next era will have like re-rolled stats or like they did they didn't say it explicitly, but given that the stats themselves are completely different, I don't know how they would not have rerolled stats. Damn. Next era, Non's gonna be like, 
a legendary flair or something. Oh my god. I really hope so. It would be They deserve hilarious. better. And we just set them up to get their big Roman on an Odyssey boost, but then the universe ended before they could pay <laughs> off, which is a personal attack. Why is their comeback buff? <laughs> you know, since we're in the lore podcast, it, it got me thinking, like, if they're stats were rerolled i wonder how that will be moving forward because then let's say you have like okay who's this who's the star player that fell like jessica telephony i mean yeah but like jessica <laughs> telephones like stats were already rerolled ever since the alternation yeah and also as as like i think Grio and Baco found jessica telephony was really only the one of the best batters for like two seasons out of the entire her entire career which is yeah hmm. wow who, hang on who else who is like a better example for this uh fish summer? oh yeah fish yeah. summer like imagine because a lot of you know a lot of players that are good at what they do a lot of that informed their lore so i'm wondering now that like oh what if next era, this player who used to be really good is just now really awful at what they do? And I wonder how that's going to be lured to that player coming forward. I'm really intrigued as to how that's going to go. Is that, that that sort of connecting gameplay to story is what my, my, some of my favorite stuff here. I want to come up with Same. why those changes happened. Same. Are they physically or mentally scarred? Has the game itself changed in a way that their old skills don't apply? Are they just not trying anymore? Or have they been reinvigorated or get a new sense of panache and drama? Already, we kind of have that kind of narrative with the whole thing with uh, Elijah Valenzuela returning to the Fridays. Elijah Valenzuela was the Fridays captain, then left, got alternated on the Jans, and then retired because the re-roll was bad. So in canon, in fanon, they are retired from the game <laughs> and then they fall back on the black hole and they return to the team that they have other self captained. That's a comeback story and a half already, yeah. which is also why the Fridays have the best fucking roster at the moment. And again, is it we'll because talk of famous that, Owens? No. <laughs> Let me <laughs> foreshadow. <laughs> Lots Let of foreshadowing in this opening. <laughs> and, and then. And and like like yeah like if Elijah Valenzuela also performs really well that's like the comebacks of a century it's just like in terms of being like yeah I got retired last time but I, in between that I got buff in the black hole like what just doing push ups while the universe explodes around you yeah you know like well or like or it's like like the Dragon Ball Z like uh, zero gra- higher gravity time chamber. chamber yeah no no the uh, the other the other one uh, the they one where they chambers? train at higher gravity so that they can like be more buff basically (laughs) (laughs) it's like goku basically trains at like twice the gravity on the way to namek so that he can be stronger by the time he gets there and i'm just thinking what is the black hole if not the highest gravity (laughs) (laughs) that works but then if everybody's trained that much in the black hole yeah well, some people crumble. Like that's the thing is my 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 general like rule of thumb was if they perform less at, at what they used to do, they then you can you get to law this as like uh, injuries and maybe I don't know they had to survive because there's like a hint that they might have been getting consumed inside the black hole. 
So like if they were fighting consumers, yeah, you would expect the blazeball skills to kind of rust. And oh then if man, they got I'd want to add you... like place. I want to add like scars to players, like shark yeah. bites. That would be. Yeah, I've seen some really cool, cool art with shark bites when the consumers first started happening. Yeah, like I remember when when shark bites first started to happen, people were like luring players as like having battle injuries, basically, like uh, <laughs> like Hirito lost an arm to a consumer. Yeah, as it started getting more common, it kind of stopped being lord. Kind yeah, of like with alternates, because it was just, well, if everybody's got getting eaten by sharks, it's not fun anymore. It's, yeah, it's like, at, at one, uh, what, what's left of them at this point? <laughs> Short soul. Yeah. That's what's left. I got, I got this chart from Blazer Messiah on main cord about we, how many players have fallen to what teams. And, like, no surprise that a lot of tacos and a lot of garages fell to other teams, because, like, we won Gachapon, and yeah. we have a we have so many shadows players. Um, yep. Yeah, what makes me fascinated a lot more is just like there's only three crabs players that fell like at all, like this entire fall ball. Like that's insane. Only three of them just are fell. These, but these are only from players who were on the team in season twenty four, right? Yeah. What, were the crabs that big a team by that point, even? Crabs weren't that big. They shrunk pretty heavily. But the one who's had... Someone else has been keeping track of the general... Uh, they were ranking players based... Teams based on their luck ratings. How many players they had at the end of Season 24 versus how many have fallen. Yeah. The lowest ratio by a wide margin is the flowers. Yeah, true. Because they have, like... They're famous for having a big roster. Mm-hmm. And they only had a handful of drops. I'm actually kind of surprised that Hades Tigers are a middle of the pack team because they had a lot of shadows. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> yeah, the, the the ambush mod. Yeah, I mean that was only three people, but like still, <laughs> we had also like a lot of per season birth because uh, winning as team and and all yeah. that. So winning as team until you get to the playoffs and you get crushed by the fucking Mills or whoever. Winning as team asterisk. Yes. The winningest team, as long as you fight the Wings and the Georges. The tweet from Clip Clipperson sorts posits the stats as going three into each category, with like ferocity, thwack, and drama being batting related, stuff, control, and guard being pitching, dodge, stealth, and reflex being base running, vision, reach, and hustle being catching or defense, I guess. And uh, Survive, Thrive, and Magnet being a blood, but they say specifically stars that aren't batting, pitching, base running, or defense related. It's kind which of a category. Vibes, basically. Vibes are just uh, new things entirely. I'm not sure if it's going to be that clear cut. Like with this, with these probably not stats, I think things are going to apply to more than one area. Like there's a famous example of a stat that did two things. But specifically two things you wouldn't necessarily associate as being related or being governed by the same thing. Uh, what was that? That sounds familiar. And also, obviously, coldness, we know, does six things, but we're, uh-huh. we're not sure what. And that's probably why coldness is so hard to actually distinguish, because if it does six unrelated things, you have no idea. <laughs> like, it's going to be really hard to find a pattern. I can't believe the fence became real before we found out what coldness was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Was it the grind rail? Would that have a weird stat associated with it? Maybe, yeah. There, there was a stat that was like, yeah, like, like it, it does this, but it also Ground affects like how, how good you go for grind rails or something. That's a stats thing. We're, we're, we're not a stats podcast. No. Like, go ask Baco about that. Yeah, leave it to Baco. But it's probably not going to be that clear cut. But I think as like the primary things, it makes sense. Although I would put ferocity as a pitching stat just because ruthlessness was a pitching stat. So that's what I associate with it. What if Thwack just it? became a pitcher stat next era and it completely <laughs> threw everyone off? Thwack is a measure of how hard you can flack the batter in the head with the ball. Yeah. Oh, it's the sound that your joints make when you pitch it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think you should see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we're good to talk about the fall ball now. Yeah? All right. Awesome. The actual players. The actual players. The falls this week. Stan Shen f- fell from the pies to the mills. Itsuki Weeks fell from the stakes to the worms. Sheev Shriffle fell from the pies to the garages. Grolis Zephyr fell from the lift to the beams. Flattery Stoonberry, lift garages uh, fallen onto the crabs. Neary McLeod fell from the Georges to the mechs. Famous fucking Owens from famously <laughs> the Tigers and the Jazz Hands fell, f- fell to the Hawaii fucking Fridays. <laughs> Surge Short Fat was Dale, was garages, fell to the Dale again. Kelvin Drum Solo was a mech uh, and then fell to the flowers. Alexandria Rosales. Was a spy, fell to the thief, thieves. Patel Olive was a firefighter, then a taco, fell, fallen to the lovers. And Coat Rogers was a Jan, fallen to the mates. And we have Simon Haley was a moist talker and a shoe thief, fell back onto the moist talkers. Jordan Hildebert was a spy and also a shoe thief and fell onto the jazz hands. Fletcher Peck fell from the millennial through the wild wings. Abbott Wright was an organ psychic uh, and then from prehistory. Moved to the Shoe Thieves at the Semi-Centennial, then fell onto the Magic. Gloria Bugsnax from the Flowers fell to the Tigers. Howell Franklin, who was a spy, a Shoe Thief, a Garage, and a Sunbeam, fell onto the Spies. Son Jensen was a Taco and then a Sunbeam, fell onto the Georges. Uh, Josh Carpenter was a Lover and a Friday, fell onto the Firefighters. Six-Pack Dogwalker was a Friday, Steak, and Moist Talker, fell onto the Pies. Juice Collins, a Friday and Lover, fell onto the Lift. Cedric Spliff, a Garage and Moist Talker, fell to the Tacos. And Logan Rodriguez, a Magic and Jazz Hands player, fell onto the Stakes. Yeah. A lot of multi-team players this time around. A lot, yeah. And uh, not a lot, not as many as last time, but there's a lot of returning to your old team. Yeah. Who do we want to start first? Yeah, we already famous mentioned Simon Haley. Owens. <laughs> oh, we can do Famous Owens, let's go. <laughs> I'm s- I can't. Like, what this is such a perfect fall in so many ways. If you don't know Famous Owens, how? Uh, <laughs> there's so many people <laughs> who are very loud about, about Famous Owens in the, in, in the general community. The quick pitch is that they are a face-stealing demon from Hades. They are a dramatic pitcher, but dramatic and chaotic on the clock. They have failed to, to win games that were considered no worries. We're winning that easy. Eyes closed. Failed. Lost it. And they have absolutely clutched it as well. Famous Owens just picks their spot just to decide to be the most dramatic bitch. Most 
exemplified when the Tigers had only one remaining season one G on the on the active roster, that being famous Owens. Uh, they had been moved from the rotation to the batting lineup and they feedbacked with Spears Rogers of the Jazz Hands in like inning two of the game in season 23. Therefore, like losing like ship of Theseus moment for the for the Hades Tigers. We've lost all of our season one OGs to something. They return on the last out of the game, swapping with Spears Rogers again. On Theseus. And immediately like like late expansion era Tigers was a depression. <laughs> this happens and we're like, oh no, we've lost Famous now. Like how fucking worse could we get? And then Famous returns and everybody just pops like it's just like we're, we're just cheering because it's just like oh of course this would happen and this would be famous <laughs> to do it because famous would be that kind of person to absolutely be like okay i can't cheer up anybody but i know if i disappear and i come back <laughs> then- <laughs> so we have on our chart that famous ones on the jazz sands that was for all of seven innings yeah <laughs> yeah, there, there, I guess they decided whole, they didn't like Breckenridge. Yeah, there's a there's a whole Cold meme there. like famous Owens of the of the Breckenridge jazz hands about it <laughs> in flaming yeah. text. Yes, and yeah, so there's multiple different interpretations exactly as to what famous is. Face stealing demon has been interpreted in so many different ways. One of the they have the PRG essential oils, which most people have. Uh, interpreted as they drink it. Oh God, that's not healthy. PSA: Don't drink essential oils, but it's okay if you're not human. Yeah. Um, what What is famous <laughs> exactly? So, in most cases, they're just generic demon. Like I think that like a lot of the classic design is just person with horns, kind of, which is cool to be clear. They're from Hades, so yeah, why not? I kind of like Yin Lian because. Ceiling faces. I've mentioned that on the Lunar Year stream last time. Like Bian Lian is was mentioned with Reese Clark as well. It's like Chinese opera where the performers change masks in ways that are hidden and discreet and also yeah, really fast. I've I've seen one of those plays, not live, but like what I've just watched. No, yeah. I it's silk masks. I have no idea how they're able to like switch it in like less than a second do another yeah. face like you don't see the mask leave yeah it's really they're really skilled at that man yeah it might be freezing time or something full on Zawarudo <laughs> <laughs> and another another one this is a pine one where it's like it's kind of inspired from the Minotaur myth my specific one I have linked a fic of mine where I kind of explore it is that Famous was a creature that was created when Hades was a functional afterlife to allow people slash souls that had dwelled too long in the afterlife to renew. So I call them a macrophage of the afterlife. And when mm-hmm. Hades stopped being uh, uh, an afterlife, when they were acquired by the League, they just lost that purpose. They don't have a purpose. They are a demon that was created for something and now that people can just die that something can't happen anymore except for this one case where i think they sort of made it happen for yasmin mason when she got released yeah because uh face is stealing and it's like renewal 
reincarnation. They're kind of somewhat linked to the Lethe in that way because they can allow people to kind of forget their past lives. Also, they're a bastard. They're a bastard because they don't know how to deal with human emotions. Is uh, who is famous Owen shipped with? Uh, any person's parent. There's a lot. There, there, there are interpretations where famous is just doesn't actually in, engage in any relationship. So, but most people who do ship famous Owens either ship them in very not great relationships. Like they're not a great partner necessarily. I know Pine has the idea that they just break marriages because they're a divorce lawyer in Hades as well. That's kind of a joke. Oh yeah. Your divorce lawyer. Well, if you break up the marriages, you can just make like create your own client, like customer base. And then there's, I think there's a famous, there's a nerd famous one with nerd Pacheco, but I don't actually know it. That's uh, more of a star thing. Oh yeah. Nerd fell to the Fridays too, right? I think so. No, no firefighters. 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 Okay, firefighters. Hmm, hang on. If Famous Owens is in the Fridays, who else was there? Uh, Fridays. Justice Spoon, Solvera Semiquaver, Elijah Venezuela, Aruta Bird, uh, uh, Anathema, LMFAO, Max ah, Highlight, Famous Owens, and Anink Throgmorton. That's the Fridays. That's current. such a lineup. <laughs> yeah, I think that the main thing to know about Famous Owens is that nothing bad ever happened to famous owens and nothing bad's ever going to happen to famous owens famous for the longest time stayed where they are and was not feedback not reverbed not peanutted not incinerated notably <laughs> i mean you know, they're on the tigers so they were not alternated they were well yeah but for for an entire for an entire era yeah not fireproof <laughs> uh, <laughs> very notably until they were shadowed in like season 21, very briefly, if I remember correctly. No, season 19. They basically had never left, had never done anything. They had watched everything happen to people around them, but they were the one constant in a way. Like the best way I can summarize famous to what they mean for the Tigers is that they're a bastard, but they're our bastard. <laughs> so them falling somewhere else is very interesting for that reason. Also interesting, while Tigers are known as the fireproof team, the Fridays actually have the longest streak, at least the longest streak of no incinerations. In the stadium? I wonder why. Between them and the Tigers, like, like between them and Tigers, Tigers <laughs> burned real easy yeah. in discipline era. Uh, uh, Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. And Landry Violence. And Bob that's Bob. it. Yeah, the Fridays, I think, only had one incineration between the beginning of Disciplinera and the time the, the Fridays Like, like Fridays exploded. players or literally yeah. anyone who was on playing the Fridays? People who were playing the uh, on the Fridays, like on the roster of the Fridays. I don't know for X Fridays. Okay. Probably a bit more. But yeah, on the Fridays themselves, they didn't see incinerations most of their tragedies were feedback and reverb and all of the other ones which is funny because yeah like this means that famous goes from the fireproof team in which feedback was pretty much the only thing we actually feared and then alternation to the team that 
never really had an incineration until they got the most incineration. Oh my god. <laughs> it fits. Also, there's the thing of like, depending on how you interpret Hades, but Hades is very time weird. Fridays, famously, island time, where you don't age. So for famous doesn't really change. But, it always um, baffles <laughs> me hearing other people, other teams lore, because I did not know about the not aging thing. There's law. I'm not sure exactly what the updated version is, but I know that it's still current that like effectively Friday's players do not age. That's why York Silk never age while on the Fridays. They were always like a kid. That's so fucked up. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, there's a lot of agony to it. I read a fic, I think, I believe it was stars or it was Dassey maybe. I don't actually remember it, so I'll try and find it back, but it's a while ago. Say it was like a sentence that was like, you celebrated your eighth birthday for the ninth time or something like that. And it's like, isn't that a plot in Steven Universe? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Kinda, if you kind of squint at it. But yeah, uh, Fridays, yeah, don't age. They just watch time happen around them. And it's Related to like Our Lady of Perpetual Friday because it's always Friday. Basically, is the is the thing. Um, oh, oh, that's why she's called that. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. It, it's always Friday on the Fridays, so you don't age. Oh, um, oh, that's for the how time. How do you feel about Rebecca Black? Well, look, there were there were two media touchstones they could have pulled from, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that they went with the Groundhog Day one. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. during the time of my tacos, I didn't really know much about Famous Owens. All I know is that I it, it was so nice to play against Famous because we'd always win against their games. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, to be honest, I, I think tacos just won against our pitches. I think our pitches were specifically like bad at suppressing homers. Yeah. <laughs> Until you got underhanded and knocked us out of the playoffs in season 20. Yeah. If that happened, I don't remember. <laughs> Dunlap that threw over Zelts oh, versus uh, Michelle Sportsman. That was one of our best runs, and we Val Games 2 played too good, and we lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it also, beca also because, yeah, we specifically specced our stadium to be homer-friendly, which, when you have three monster, monster pitchers who are good at striking people out, yeah, but when they... When why they did, don't strike people the out, Hades they go homeless. Why did the Hades make their stadium so homer friendly, despite, you know, that's their pitcher's weakness? Well, two reasons, as far as I can understand. And again, I don't fully understand the, the like, stats concerned, but, like, the, the team decision, I do, uh, kind of. Uh, one, in the sim, it's a much more gratifying to see a homer than it is to see a strike. And two, the choice was given. Basically, it, it went like this: You're asking the tiger, we can make defense, uh, we can make defense better, or we can make homers better. And tigers are a defenses fake team. So <laughs> there you go. I think that if we had pitched it as a, our pitchers have one weakness, and it's allowing homers when they allow a contact. Maybe people would have cho cho chosen differently to spec for the for the pitchers, which were basically our one strength. <laughs> through the expansion era, uh, until they weren't anymore. We always love playing against okay. your stadium. I loved seeing all those homers run. 
I always thought you were lowering your fortifications so you could trigger ambush more often. We were not. We were trying to get blood drains because we were. the idea was, I, I've explained this to DJ actually, but yeah, like Sixth was not built as a death trap. The idea, like it works as one, which is funny because it actually doesn't, but uh, <laughs> it looks like one. But the thing we were trying to get, because we got the blood drain, like weather mod to try and get blood drains to happen, like the blood drain weather to happen more. And the idea was basically we want more homers and we want to make our batters siphon more stats so they can hit homers better. So the way we do that is that we spec into the blood drain mod. We're, we're protected. We have sealant. We can't be siphoned. So we'll just have our players siphon other play, uh, other other teams and they'll hit homers better. That was the idea, was to spec sixth to be a batting improvement stadium. And it worked. It didn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the one time that we improved our, 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 our batting was by getting Dudley Muller, who was already a, a great batter, uh, and getting Beasley Day, who was a great batter, but then became a subtractor and then so therefore became a shit batter. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like Sixth was built to basically, it's a full offense build. Our fortifications are only responsible for one death, which is Iggy de la Cruz. Iggy de la Cruz, no! In a very tragic way, because, mm. like, yeah, the one person we killed was a former Beams. And made of fire. Yeah, as well. <laughs> like, killed as well. We didn't kill them, technically. The, fortifi the fortifications failed, but we did lower those because we were trying to get more blood drains. Pro. But yeah, no, we weren't trying to... Crow, I, I just want to ask you something. Yes. Top three famous Owens moments. Go. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, the 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 tango with Spears Rogers with and the Jans. Uh, the perfect game in season twelve. Uh, famous pitched. I believe famous pitch only one perfect game in their career, and it was in season twelve, and it was instrumental to winning the Tigers' third ring and ambush. Base 2, becoming the first player to evolve to Base 2. Oh yeah, I forgot about right. that! Yeah. And beginning, and, and, and causing uh, our great bard Bertie to write and produce Peak Evolution. Which ah, is a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. put that in the reference zone. Like, like Famous Owens being the one, being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna throw a perfect game, which is also, it's not just a picture, that's the entire team playing super good. But like the one perfect game they throw is instrumental to winning a third ring on the first season of the expansion era. Like they pick their moments. <laughs> they just decide I'm going to evolve to base two bitches because I'm better than you. And they do. And then, yeah, they decide to cheer up the team by leaving, bailing, and appearing to be gone forever and then coming back at the last fucking minute. Playing I think that's, that, that's like famous Owens in... They just they just wanted to give you a little scare and then came back. <laughs> you say that, but it still involves leaving your friends behind. You have to like the only way this works is if you don't turn around and say I'll be back later. You have to leave fully and make them believe that you're going not coming back. Well, I mean, they can't turn around and look back. That's the whole your whole thing. Never look back, right? Well. I have news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm terrible at not looking back. 
No, F- Famous Owens Fridays is so good for so many ways. One of which being the alliteration. Yeah, making another one of like the Fridays have so many people who would be so interesting to just observe interacting. Also, everybody who I think kind of deserves to chill at this point. Like they're all very fairly tightly wound people. Famous Owens has their agonies. Like they they don't show them necessarily mask and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, just for people who don't know, Famous Owens wears masks, uh, which may or may not be the faces of other people. Yeah, why do they do that? I love facts that are may or may not, because they're always so funny. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, like why specifically, other than masks are amazing, but there's, like, multiple layers you could be potentially reading into it. Uh, oh, there's obviously, like, the autistic one. There's the just generally emotional layer of just emotionally guarded not wanting to show your emotions there's a social one of having to to navigate navigate society and social encounters maybe they're just health conscious yeah maybe they're just health conscious that would be really funny in you know (laughs) 80s but (laughs) Um, oh i was mostly asking about the face stealing part why why do they Oh, I, have no idea. I, I assume that some, somebody threw it out in very early disciplinary stuff and it just stuck. I mean, if, if they were a demon, as we talked about, well, that's kind of... at least they asked for happens. consent. Yeah, they, they do always ask for consent. That's, like a deal thing, is it? Or? I, that, that's the way I, I've kind of like, I've interpreted it, is that it's like famous is someone you actually come to to take your face like stealing is a fancy way of saying it i guess it's not really stealing it's only stealing because they keep the faces it only happens when people want it to happen uh, famous owens doesn't coerce anybody i'm gonna link gob's art of famous owens because i think it fucks yes <laughs> gob's drawn famous owens a bunch that's a very gob core design yeah, I, I'm also not entirely unsure that uh, Famous Owens being a face-stealing demon did actually come from Bien Leon because early Tiger's Law was often shaped by JG doing a fucking design. Like, like by <laughs> which I mean, like, affectionate, like, those designs fuck. And they drew, uh, she drew Famous, like, the face was all in shadow, basically. So it was like, all not you can't really see their face. That's JG's design. Gob's one took off was the one that like most people will be familiar with, I think. Yeah, could famous, be. Famous. Uh, because in case people don't know, JG's Chinese. Famous fucking Owens of the Hawaii Fridays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've been talking about famous Owens for like a half hour. We still have 23 they other would, players. They would be proud. They would be proud of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I know Cedric Spliff um, dropped the tacos have zero knowledge of this player at all. Um, but I assume that you probably kept up with the lore, right, Dragoni? Yeah, I've been talk- chatting the lore threads. So Cedric Spliff uh, started in the garages, uh, moved to the Moist Talkers in Season 7, I think, and was there for the rest of Beta. A lot of their early lore kind of got reworked that started out kind of iffy, but I think what's kind of settled is that they used to be kind of a con artist scammer but have since shifted into more of a benevolent sort of figure they're a union organizer uh, he's dating Alston Cerveza this was for a while I'm not sure if that kept up after everything went to shit at the end of the expansion era but uh 
<laughs> he's also kind of a bit of a mess, as anxiety wise. Uh, not a lot of confidence. He thinks he's more confident than he is, but he has a lot of self-esteem issues. He has some history with Jenkins Good, who is our other Moist Talkers yeah. convert. Convert transfer, that's a better word. They were kind of the big double team of the collective bargaining union stuff for the talkers. Spliff was like the the face of it, while Jenkins Good was actually doing work behind the scenes. Jenkins actually has the pregame ritual of collective bargaining. Mm. I think the two of them are going to be an absolute nightmare for Al Pastor. <laughs> he is not going to get anything by them. I just look up Cedric Spliff's wiki like like right now. Wait, they were they were Greer Griffin's co-star in the podcast? Yep, the yeah, they they had a he had a podcast with Greer Griffin about well it started out as a cons- about the Grand on Slam conspiracy theories about. Oh, it. and then they went. Then <laughs> both of them, a, of went course, to concerning because we don't want people learning about that. Yep, uh, but kind of random things to talk about. So it kind of just became a place where the two of them hung out and talked about stuff on a podcast. So ICB then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> siesta vert, siesta style ICB. <laughs> it, it's funny that we both had you know the two podcast people here, you know, in the team. Famously for having like the most podcast, which is three. All you need yeah. is uh, Jacoby podcast is to drop. Jacoby eligible? Al knows yeah, they are, but it would be yeah. funny. Jacoby never died. They're still eligible to drop. Wait, Jacoby podcast was a moist talker, right? Yep. Okay, cool. I wonder though. I think they were crabs at some point. Possibly. Uh, started yeah. out as a crab, season 10 playoff berth, then bounced around a bit, landed on the moist talks at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see where Spliff ends up going with this because I think there's some interesting history there with kind of their background and how everything's moved on with their character as their characterization has changed and their as both in character and out of character stuff's kind of shifted over time. I really want to see where we go with them. Um, I, I like they, him so far. Were they like a was Cedric Spliff a good player in expansion? Because I know you know the Moist Talkers uh, won those three rings. He was their like defensive. Superstar, uh, yeah, uh, not an incredible batter, but a lot of defense. Yeah. Also, Moist Talkers became like a the team off the mod. I think mostly. I think they won. What was the one? High pressure where they would perform better uh, during flooding weather. So that just meant they would perform better. Period. Basically, <laughs> in the expansion, yeah. and they just became amazing. That mod was so op. It's beginning expansion. Actually, he was a pretty good batter for a bit, but he got consumed. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. I think him and Jenkins good. I'm thinking of doing my own design for them. Um, All right. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting on how they play because that's how, like, a lot of unfamiliar players that land on the tacos. I am going to wait to see how they play so I have a better idea of who they are. That's very Uh, fair. Yeah, I'm mostly keeping most of their design and then just changing it to my interpretation. Yeah, because yeah. I have I had no idea what Cedric Spliff looked like, so I might just do my own uh, interpretation design for him when and whenever it comes. He wasn't the most well-known player, kind of more under the radar. I will say it's a ma- massive misdepot 
opportunity to make him a cousin to the marijuanas. Yeah, there apparently there was a whole thing about that early on that they kind of have moved away from that. Uh, okay, well, I'm moving back in in that case. <laughs> well, just this, like, because the, the common design with them is a black man who wears a mask a lot of the time and associating, they didn't want to right. like, associate him with drugs a lot because it was kind of unfortunate implications. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful. I think they could be mm-hmm. related. All right, just... all right. I think Spliff and Jenkins are our two most normal human players, design-wise at least. Considering one of them has a gecko tail. Yeah, that's just an an extra feature. Like the most are, <laughs> yeah. And then taught best probably those three are the the other five are kind of out there. Yeah, I think it's an all right balance. Yeah, I think we can move on to another and, player because right. anyone you want to talk about, Hazel. Mm. Starts with an S, maybe later. <laughs> okay. Later, All right, we'll come back later. I didn't know Six Pack Dog Walker was like a Friday. I always thought Six Pack Dog Walker was like I was thinking of the other Dog Walker, huh? Yeah, from the Dalai. Yeah, Kais. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kais was a Dalai. Yeah, Six Pack's got a whole history. They with the Waveback event, when Thomas England was incinerated and replaced with Six-Pack Dogwalker, and then the site broke and lost that, Thomas England was manually replaced with Six-Pack with the pregame ritual talking to the microphone. They became one of the receivers alongside yeah. uh, Nan and Jalen Hotdog Fingers, and proceeded to feedback exactly once. Yeah. Oh, that, and then just, that's what I remember Six-Pack for, yeah. And then they just stayed on the stakes forever. Aww. Until turn going to the Moist Soccer's near the end of expansion. <laughs> and now they're in Philadelphia. Now they're in yeah. Philadelphia. Since Bluey is not here, because it was it's Hanukkah right now, so they're yes. off celebrating. Um I do they were supposed to talk about Yuri McLeod. Oh yeah. I, I as I, of I, as of two days ago, I am now officially a Georgia. Hey, I, congratulations. Yeah. You've abandoned us. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> so, Neary McLeod. I don't know much about Neary McLeod. I gotta be honest here. So, Neary McLeod, well, in one interpretation that I saw that was the one that was also communicated to Tigers and seems to be the most cohesive one in the Georgias. Neary is like a airplane. She's also one of the OG Georgias. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She was uh, like an airplane pilot, pilot who like crashes in the ocean and ends up in Atlantis. And she was elsewhere and she was alternated while elsewhere. So a lot of people like connect her to like be inextricably attached to elsewhere somehow. Like people think like, uh, like immateria in her hair and stuff like that. Uh, she's often drawn black. Uh, there was, a other version that may be related to some extent. I'm not a hundred percent sure. At least you could pick and choose elements that emerge them fairly easily. Where she is a Scottish fae or a Scottish fairy person, kind of gets lost off the coast and ends up in ends up stuck or lost in Atlantis, which is also interesting because there's like a whirlpool around the coast of Scotland, not around near the coast of Scotland. That is in like a lot of Gaelic folklore thought to be like the entrance to the spirit world, basically. 
She is often lauded as being related in some way to Zephyr McLean, who fell on the Tigers in the second fall, either in being like distant relatives. In the case of the Scottish Ferry, the story I was given was uh, Zephyr was the name of her brother, who many generations later has a descendant who is Zephyr McLeod, the player mm. in Dallas. Interesting. In Dallas, Texas. I really vibe with that version. Uh, the other version is they're like tag team people because Zephyr is a wrestler, so they are just related by being tag team partners, either kayfabe relatives or just actual relatives who also wrestle together. I'm cool with that, but like I also I, I much prefer the idea that like McLeod, I think I, I've vaguely mentioned that on one, but McLeod is an Americanization of the Scottish name McLeod. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so uh, Neary was lauded as being Scottish that way, but McLeod wouldn't be the name she has if she was Scottish. My personal take was that when they met, when Zephyr McLeod descended of her brother and she... uh came down with uh, with Atlantis and they met, they kind of picked McLeod as sort of the bridge in between them uh, to kind of stress their connection to each other. Right. It was like, in a way I pitched it, was uh, we are family even if time hasn't allowed us to meet. Zephyr McLeod picks this name for either gender or kayfabe reason because Zephyr McLeod is like Greek god of the western wind, McLeod pretty easy like <laughs> wrestling name, name when you're a high flyer but also like to connect to like his great 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 grandfather neary comes out and he is a mcleod but is like well this is my only relatives like around so i'm gonna like also take that name and call myself mcleod so it's not like their real name but it's the name that they go by because they're like that's the name we want to push basically I think but that's cool. Doesn't that doesn't that make it your real name? Well, yes, but you in know what I mean. Like it's it's yeah. not the surname that they technically have or inherited from their respective places. What I mostly know about Nira McLeod is that she missed almost the entire expansion era. Yeah, pretty much. Because she got swept elsewhere in season thirteen, didn't come back till season twenty-three. Yeah. And she was alternated in that time as well. Yep. Which is like must be weird. <laughs> it's like because I know, like a lot of people interpret like elsewhere to a Waffle House, so they just Waffle House. I think some people said either she got stuck there, like either she just like decided I like it, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't have to play, I can just stay here. Which yes, she misunderstood all you can eat breakfast. Realistically, if you could leave the the blood spot where people die and just eat waffles for the for like however many days, yeah, I would too. <laughs> and, <laughs> Another one was that they, like, she sort of, like, started running the Waffle House, or she was the one who made it in the first place. Unsure, probably depends on interpretation. Yeah, she's, like, inextricably linked to elsewhere in general. I still have no idea how the Georges managed to shadow an elsewhere player. With the foreshadow, Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's the thing where if you're elsewhere, you from the club like oh yeah we have decided to like retire you from active play you're going to join the bench now and it's like well i mean 
sure, but like looks around. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I'm already not here. Yeah, it doesn't mean much to me <laughs> right now, but sure, whatever. Interestingly, she came back from elsewhere three days after getting an item from the Thieves Guild. Was she trying to return it? Yeah, she's like, I'm not sure why I got this. Yeah, and, and she came back and her name was, it was almost gone. Like entirely, like, entirely yeah. gone. She was gone for 10 seasons. That's that's going to scatter her like a dozen times over. I, I just, I'm back. so normal with people having scattered names and then <laughs> again, like, I just think, hello, like trans slash diaspora narratives slash literally insert introspective moment here. What was Nuri's relationship with Flattery like, if you had an idea? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I was going to segue. I was going to segue. I was going to segue to Flattery Stroonberry, who fell to the crabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, because Gob isn't here, I am here to fulfill that role. And I tried to research it. Unfortunately, I found out that the that the crabs are not present in main cord lore, and all their lore was in the crabitat. But then the crab none of us, none, none of us are in the crabitat except Gob. So I am. I, oh, so I don't look. <laughs> I, I, I I lurk there, but I don't pay attention to. It. All I can imagine is, according to Go- Gob's trend, Flary Strunberry is probably another trans femme, and yes. <laughs> in the crabs so yeah let's see who else oh yeah gloria bug snacks okay so Love gloria gloria bug snacks i did not know until the fall i mean i i heard the name it's really difficult to get bug snacks <laughs> i wasn't aware too much uh so c is using uh c sir pronouns i think technically uh, like depending on how you pronounce x's i guess C is a sentient Venus flytrap. In the lore I was given, they are not one of the sentient plant players that was made by the garden, which is like the flowers thing, because they replaced an incineration. I forgot who. Yeah, flowers are famous for their incineration. Yes. They certainly are the flowers. And... Uh, Matteo Carpenter. That's the one. Thank you. How did you uh, pull that up so fast? Wiki. Have the wiki open. <laughs> And I oh, the bug snacks, and it shows on the first line of the page. So they replaced them on an away game. So it was kind of lord as like uh, Gloria used to be like a Venus flytrap in a pot, basically that like was just being traveled around with the team, and then saw or experienced the Matthew Carpenter incineration, and just decided to like, okay, I know what I have to do, and just hopped on out of the pot and just decided to pick up a bat and go for it. They fit perfectly on, on the Tigers in that Tigers are the heist team, IMHO. I just think there's a lot of uh, narratives around Tigers trying to stage heists, not always succeeding. <laughs> but Gloria Bucksnacks has a lot of stealing things to her name. She stole Joby's soul from the Georges. Yeah, that caused... Which was a very yeah. bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I still remember the idol, idol board discourse to this day. Oh, yeah. boy. I think it ended up not working out so bad for some reason, but I forgot what it was. There was a game against the Wings where the Wings had the only scoring play of the game, a bucket dinger, and Gloria saw one of the runs tying the game and taking it to extras 
and earning us a, a Sun 30 win. And then Xie stole the Wings other run, shaming the Wings. Truly a Flowers legend was, was given to us. And it's like, th- there's this image of the feed. <laughs> yeah, so they like... Amazing. They like to do crime. Uh, specifically, we were told they like to do chaos and crime is just one of them. Yeah, they, they love were, stealing runs. They were at a time a flowers captain when Margarita Nava. Yeah, was, I was about uh, to mention that yeah. fucked up fact. Yeah, yeah, the one time the f- the one fire eater was shadowed, um, Hirota Serna got incinerated, which is how he got Cranch, and Gloria Bug Snacks was acting as a captain at the time. So that's yeah. fucked. Oops. And C is not someone you want acting as 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 a as a captain. Uh, I'm gonna link. I have the uh, two fix uh, growing pains by Waveridden, and another fic by um, uh, Plant Matter by Blink in the reference zone. You said. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I was I was also contemplating on like linking a fic, but then I realized like I, I looked at the Gloria Bug Snacks. Uh, tag in AO3 and I realize there's just so many just by like Waltz, Tango, Cash, Wave Ridden, and Marquee that I like couldn't decide which <laughs> one. So yeah, go nuts. If yeah, you these go. were the ones we were given. When I asked about Gloria, this was the one that came to me. Speaking of thick plugs, there was also another one I, I was supposed to mention during the famous Owen segment. If you want to read a story about Nerd Pacheco with famous Owens, you can oh, yes. read It's Feast for Precious Heart by Stara David. And it's about, you know, brutal post peanutting and nerd and wi- and famous um, together. And also necromancy smiles. Yes. Famous wood. Also, I was dumb and stupid. And I only found out after Blazeball ended that Bugsnacks was a game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but Bunger. You know Al. Al posts about it all the time. I mean, I only found out because Frog streamed the game. I thought, huh, bug snacks like Gloria bug snacks. <laughs> I think bug snacks is where the name hot dog fingers comes from too. Not directly, but someone, so someone talking about it. Is that where also jelly burger toes came from? I think Burger Toes came from Blazeball's Hot Dog Fingers as an opposite. Oh, what does a flower need? Sun? Yeah? (laughs) Okay, later. Well, like, I... We're going to make this transition worse and worse until you accept it. (laughs) Eventually. So, okay, I'll go to this after I talk about Hal Franklin. Um, Okay. Because Al Franklin. Franklin was a spy at the beginning who was actually really bad and then over time got better. And I I don't know much about Hal Franklin unless Hal Franklin is a werewolf dad. Yes. And during their during Hal's time with the th- the shoe thieves, Howell and Esme were like best buddies. And now they're back to the spies where Esme oh, is so there true. also. And now they're yeah. hanging out. Tara Bradley is also there. Howell Franklin, I, I know there was lore about Howell marrying Iggy. Yes. And then, you know, losing Iggy, getting sucked into the black hole and then back. And then I... So here's the thing. I, I go 
I go look in in the solarium, right? And I go check, mm-hmm. you know, the Howell Franklin search results. And there are about, let me see, 3,496 yeah, search results. I was going to say if it's less than 1,000, you're lying. Yeah, the, sun, the solarium is very active. Yeah. yeah. The sunbeam's thread is always one where you have to backread like a lot. Yeah, uh, if like, you, if you like this thread in main core right now, it's at 3,000 messages and it's only week 8. And I thought they would be the biggest one, but no. The mechs beat them somehow. There's like five, there's almost 6,000 messages in the mechs. Yeah. The mechs love lore. I will, I will say there, there is, there is one thing I know is that more is not necessarily better. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's it, a lot of ways it really to get a lot does of messages. Zoom a lot. Cause I think the pies have like a lot of messages and a lot of them are like go pies. They're doing Apparently they were asked to stop. They were asked. They're still doing it. <laughs> I don't know if it's as consistent, but I know they're still doing. It. There's some people. I yeah, think some. I've of them been in the pies thread since Lucas Petty fell, and there hasn't been much go piesing since okay. then. There's really only a thing at the start. Yeah. So, like during my deep dive into the solarium, I come across this thing called the New Jersey AU. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> All I know is that it exists, and in my notes, it also says "drunk howl lore?" Question mark. Uh. <laughs> Which I assume is a thing. Don't know much about that. I wish I did, but like, I wish Sunbeam Storm was explained to me and I didn't have to find it out slowly over time. Let's go find some beams and make a podcast about it. Yeah, (laughs) well, I I do know two things about how... One is that they lost Iggy twice. They lost Iggy once when Iggy was alternated and the agonies of having your husband disappear. I thought Howl and Iggy weren't a thing until post-alternation. Wasn't Iggy one of the season four? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Iggy was alternated, but I thought pre-alternation Iggy was with Malik Romain. And then got, the new one got together with Howl. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. It, it, it might be both. There's a, there's a lot of interpretations yeah, going Yeah, it could, it, it could be two different interpretations. And but then yeah, Iggy I, died I, in the Hades stadium. Uh, in the Hades Stadium, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, the agonies of that. Also, I do know that, like, how Franklin is friends with Nago- Nagomi Nava. Yeah. Because, yeah, Nava's whole thing with Passenger, the uh, tentacle eldritch uh, shadow demon, which is also from Hades, uh, <laughs> is uh, that Passenger, like, basically sucks her body heat, so she's kind of always cold. So she likes to cuddle to warm teammates, and what is warmer than the big fluffy werewolf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was how uh, pronouns are he, him, and they, them? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep in mind. I wrote here in the other notes is that he owns a 2014 Honda Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, like there's a drives. bit there that I'm not understanding, but there's absolutely a reason that this is I so I think it's because he's like the dad of the team. It's like, yeah, it's like a dad car. Uh, I think it's more of a mom car. Usually, is mini- minivans. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, moms, like 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 when you have like five kids or whatever. Like yeah. So, uh, some facts about the beams who fell the fall ball. Both Howell, Sun Jensen, Todd Best, and Elvis Figueroa were in the active roster when they got sucked into the black hole, and now they're falling to other teams. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Have Have there been any beam shadows that have fallen? I don't know, actually. I, I, I think haven't. so. I feel like yes, but I haven't. I don't remember any of the. I know the beams haven't gotten any unlord players in their falls. Let me find that chart. Uh, there's a, there's about twice. I, please, please, Sim Nagomi Nava. Let let Nagomi Nava fall. I want <laughs> Nava today. I guess. Thank you very much, Smooch. <laughs> so speaking of sunbeam, Bell Hazel, you mentioned one. Fine, <laughs> fine, I'll do it. So we're about. An hour 19 into the pod. I can extend a bit more because it's my part and I'm editing this pod. So anything beyond an hour 30 minutes is my own hubris. Uh, so finally, Sun Jensen. Um, I want to tell you something because, you know, it's established that I don't actually watch The Falls live because I'm asleep that time. So like I wake... Which is fair. Yeah. So like I wake up. So like I wake up. I check discord first thing in the morning because i was about to message my friend to play among us with me because we had a plan to like play among us and then i saw a june message me in our dms which is rare because june doesn't do that and the first thing june says is in caps sun jensen time <laughs> my, my my only thought was okay he fell then but I wasn't sure. So like I, I frank I go I check the newsroom where where you Dragoni always have the, the players listed and I have to go there and make sure and check. And lo and behold, he fell to the Georges of all places. <laughs> On the Georges. I wonder if there's a correlation there with the fact that you're now a Georgia. Hmm. Maybe the sim is listening. I you mean were I did a as well, I so. mean I I mean, I did say I was going to join the Georges at some point. It's just, I think this is the point where it's solidified for me. Yeah, because I'm looking at Sun Jensen's like, team history, Tacos, Sunbeams, Georges, Hazel's team history, Tacos, Sunbeams, Georges, no difference. Mm, possibly a coincidence. You can't frame me for this. I have this in my notes. By the way, feel free to interrupt me at any time, because in a haze... Last night, I wrote like four pages of rambles, so... <laughs> Here we go. Strap in. Yeah, it, and it'll be boring if I have no one to bounce off of. So and Crow just ranted for half hour about Famous Owens. You can have some Sun Jensen time. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, because I was going to say this in the predictions around the third fall ball or the second I was going to say I was going to say as part of my prediction that Sun Jen was Sin was going to fall I did not say that out loud because I have a history of jinxing and cursing things and I did not want that to happen like oh yeah Sun I say Sun Jen's going to fall and then she just never does or you know she falls in some unknown team I don't know <laughs> so I didn't want to counter manifest that so i didn't say it but god i wish i did because it happened <laughs> you do not get the peanut profit roll yeah i wasn't actually there for sun jensen's lord jam i was off busy doing college stuff i'm so glad she's back because i miss seeing her play i mean i would have been fine if she just stayed stuck in the black hole because i had this entire fic i was writing down and then it would end with just the black hole being sucked up. And then that was it. 
and I didn't have to write anything anymore. But no, yeah, she's back. I guess I have to continue writing that. The work is never done. Work is never done. I think the one thing I know Son Jensen is notably she has exposed ribcage. Yeah, she she does. That happened because of the beams adaptation. Yeah, which we'll get to. Which because- also like what kind of adaptation causes you to have an exposed ribcage? Adaptations don't follow rules. No, no, they don't. And they don't have to, which is good, because otherwise there'd be problems. <laughs> yeah. So I, sh- I should say for the record, um, Sun Jensen's lore is, she is a, she goes by she, he pronouns. There's multiple interpretations in the wiki, but the most popular one is that she's Korean. Recently, Dazi and, no, wait, was it Dazi? Oh, I know it was June. And I think Izzy, if I got that right, recently updated the wiki to reveal like, um, how do you write Sun Jensen in Korean? And it's Sun Jinsu, which I will yes. elaborate a lot more further on because Jinsu sounds a lot close to Jinju, which is Korean for Pearl. And now that yes. she's in the Atlantis, Georgia's, and Another we were thinking of how <laughs> The adaptation will work. It, it's going to be that. But anyway, Sun Jensen's lore is that she is a space-time lawyer in LA. And she was partnered with Envy. That was lord after she got out of the shadows. Because for a long time, we lord like Envy, you know, had a partner in the shadows. But we just didn't elaborate who it was. Anyway, I just want to thank like half of our shadows players have a mysterious partner in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I just want to thank whoever lord that. You ruined me forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's so one other thing I do know about Son Jensen is the Envy Son Jensen ship question mark. It's so fucking tragic. They make me insane. So the thing about that is that you know how everyone in Blazeball has, you know, their guy, their Blorbo, their guy trademark. The one mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that never happened to me until this fucker dropped. <laughs> I don't remember how it happened. I guess it just happened gradually over time. That like ah yes, this tired loser. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I'm. Go- that's my favorite yeah. player. <laughs> if I had to guess how it happened, I think I drew art of her once, and June really liked it. And June was the only person I knew at the time in the solarium. I just kept drawing mm-hmm. him. Until I started doodling ship art with her and Envy, and then, you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm starting to really like this. Then bada-bing, bada-boom. She lives now, rent-free in my head, and now we're here. Yup. Yup, there was a Spotify rap, but for every time you were thinking of her characters in media, then Jensen would either be top one or three, because I did spend, like, half the year thinking about Marcy Wu from Amphibia. Call yeah, that Blorbo makes- rap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most of the Sun Jensen lore comes from the beams, I think. They're yeah. only on the tacos for one season, and their lore didn't really have time to settle. It was mm-hmm. kind of a mess. Yeah, they the beams really popped off. Like, the wiki is so... Like, her wiki is so vast. The, the, beams, the beams are not only great at, like, just lore in general. Like, just, like having a great law apparatus, but they're also great at updating the wiki. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they are so fucking fast because I know the conversation 
that prompted the wiki edit to uh, add the Hanja for Sun Jensen. It was like a day ago. Yeah. And it's already up. So Yeah. And the they update their character art incredibly fast. Yes. Like not even a day later. Like this happened less than twenty four hours and like someone drew Don Keys yeah, Don Key Sun Keys art. And it was already up yeah. in the wiki. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the beams work fast. They're one of the biggest teams and they make it work. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, at the time when, you know, I, I skipped out on the lore jam because I was off doing other things. Like, I think I was busy. And then I came back to the wiki, like, lore of this character for the first time in, like, a long time. And then I saw the art that was featured by Chamomile. And, like, my eyes popped out of my skull and I thought, <laughs> hello, this character is hot as fuck and I need to draw her. <laughs> And now we're here. I don't know. Something just clicked in my head. We are now done with the first page. And now we have three more pages to go. I mean, there's a lot of players in baseball in the... Yeah, my partner is dead, Boat. I don't actually know much about lawyering, much less, you know, theoretical space-time lawyering. Like, all the knowledge I know from lawyer stuff... Comes from Ace Attorney, Better Call Saul, and this one Korean drama about lawyers. Oh, I know exactly the one you mean. Which oh one? Oh my god, Ace Attorney, you're beating me. I wait, really like bro, which one? Wait, wait, how, how do you it's, know which it's, Korean it... drama I would like, watch? There's like, there's like as much Korean dramas about doctors as there are about lawyers. There's like 25 or 50. Is it the one where she's autistic? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be, I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually just watch K-dramas in the background when I don't want to listen yeah. to a podcast because it's like, I, I want to I watch mind-numbing media in the background while I work, but I don't want it to be Mash or Riverdale, so I just wa- watch K-dramas because no, that's yeah, way that's not easier mind to digest. Just mind-negating. Yeah. If you go into it's Riverdale nice hear- with a mind Leave it's it. nice to hear background noise when you work. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to plug this in early because like for the Zion Jam, June made a, a Zion Jam about herself and Sun Jensen. So I will link that there because it was great yeah. and it made me cry. There was this other one also by Nyx who made a twine and I have no idea how people yes. make these because they're basically just the, like a text game. It's an hour, 30 minute read. And it is about, you know, Sun Jensen and also Envy and the end journey and about the end of the world. And well, this fic actually like made me cry. I could have read it a lot faster thing is i was eating spicy ramen mm. and i have a low spice tolerance okay but yeah so yeah it's made by nix on the were, beams and mech com- you were compounding the effects like <laughs> reading a, a a tear jerking fic and also eating spicy spice when you don't <laughs> yeah spice. so uh now or how many pages is this left oh my god why did they write so much are we going through all of them it's love. Uh, well, we're already halfway there, so good thing. Okay. 
so now we're in the I we're, we're in the portion where I talk about Sun and Nicholas Vincent. Hooray! Um, man, it sure would be really awful if your partner didn't remember you because you were in the shadows and then they died and you'll never get that closure. It'd be really yeah. fucked up if someone wrote about that in a 26-page document. Anyway, go read this fic by Dazi for no reason, called Holding mm. Me Like Water in Your Hands. Yes. Yeah, no reason at all. Um, It's a found document fic. It's also what inspired me to write like a thing I've been working on since August. But I had to put it on pause because of, you know, I was busy and now I'm picking it back up again. I will have that link again in the reference zone. It, like, I knew about the ship, but I didn't know much about the characters before this. Gary commissioned Gary commissioned me to draw Nicholas Vincent in a partial sketch, a partially colored sketch. I remember that this, this interpretation that Nicholas Vincent died because they discovered something about the League and... So they were kind of like, hey, we don't want the information to get out. Boom, incinerated. And I really like that. I mean, but it adds to it that, like, Nicholas Vincent's partner is a lawyer. A space time <laughs> lawyer? Question mark? Yeah, space time lawyer. So I think mostly the space time part comes from, like, this goes back to how I think of LA or, like, how I imagine LA functions which I draw a lot of inspiration from Into the Spider-Verse and everything everywhere mm-hmm. all at once and some homesick fan fiction, but I'm not proud of that. Um, <laughs> and this one comic from Gravity Falls, the official Gravity Falls comics where Mabel heads into the portal and meets alternate versions of herself. It was called Mabel Into the Mabelverse, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Gravity Falls. Anyway... So sometimes I I don't talk a lot about my son Jensen thoughts in Discord just out of fear of like I think I'm being too annoying as you more than I usually am. So I usually just keep all these thoughts in me, and then one day I'll explode. Like <laughs> Nicholas Vincent. Hey, yeah. Uh. So for those who don't know, Nick Nick was the one, we lured Nick to be the one who created the uh. What was that mod called? The one that gave that if you hit ten runs in Sun Two Weather, it'll boost a player by one percent, which was totally useless, but we loved seeing it. I hope that comes back next era. I love dumb stuff. Jagoni, what was that mod again? I forgot. I'm blanking too. <laughs> describe, can you describe it again. Oh, uh, the uh, sundial. Sundial. Yeah, it was a sundial. Oh, sundials. So we lore that Nick was the one that made the sundial, mm-hmm. which boosted our players because, you know, the tacos are famous for making that, what was it, a 35 run against the spy, against the dolly or the spies. I don't know. And remember. we lost. And we lost. It was, we lost, but it was worth it. And no one was able to beat our 35 run until like much, much later in expansion era. I still maintain it was never beaten because Magnify came into play and there still were less runners crossing the plate even if the numbers got higher. Yeah, we still have that record. That's what I believe. That's the only truth I will hold. You have the record of the 
how to feet crossing the home plate. Now let me know a <laughs> military player. <laughs> <laughs> a little counter with entire swarm of rats, Rat Mason. Very true. <laughs> I guess it's because, like, I'm incapable of shutting the fuck up. Like, if you asked me to describe why I like this player so much, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like, I just like Sun Jensen, and that's it. I hope she gets thrown into horrors beyond her comprehension in Atlantis. <laughs> I mean, it's the Georgias. What, what's the worst that could happen? Like, they become the anchor, the anchor <laughs> reality, and then they uh, die horribly. I hope it does there, happen, because that would be so tragic and so There actually crazy. was some discussion about making Sun Jensen the new reality anchor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real thing. It's uh, You don't want that. That's bad. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> I can skip to the on the Georgia section of my document. All right. Okay. Yeah, go for it. So you know how LA is infinite on the X-axis, and then Atlantis is infinite on the Y-axis, and the LA and Moab Hellmouth are both, like, for are both known for being, at least in canon, really fucked up places messed by the Sim. Mm -hmm. So, we've never had a player in the league that was on the beams, tacos, and Georges before. Like, that simply can't be good for you, right? No. Yeah, Yeah. they just add Hades and you get get all of them on that one. Like, congrats, you're gonna be experiencing Infinity twice in two different ways you're getting two adaptations good fucking luck i hope you suffer and i'm gonna throw you into wall like a plushie it would be hilarious if the first thing son jensen does is taste the infinite i don't know why <laughs> they would thing. but it would be hilarious son jensen yeah. is an existential breakdown yeah, yeah we just were, like the first thing they do we were talking about what possible adaptations son jensen could have there was talk about like, oh, what if she was just dry and like that was boring. No, I want, I want her exposed ribs, hearts, and lungs to touch seawater. And there was mm. this idea of being thrown around about like parasitic buttercups starting to take yeah. hold of sun, like the adaptation similar to the diving suits yurts buttercup interpretation <laughs> boy if i had a nickel for every korean base baseball player unwittingly thrown into the position of atlantis reality anchor i'd have two nickels mm-hmm. which is weird <laughs> that it happened <laughs> twice yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's also like talks about like the adaptation could possibly be a physical anchor like grounding her to reality and stuff uh yeah i I remember people mentioned i i saw people mention like the anchor like in the ribs like the look of the anchor being like locked inside the ribs or something that feels like it would hurt well you know it's a metaphor (laughs) (laughs) the metaphor isn't it's a it's a 30 pound anchor yeah that's your rib cage (laughs) it just has metaphor carved on it Hey, if you have the reality anchor, you can have the metaphorical one as well. <laughs> Going back to like what I said earlier about like what the Jinju means pearl in Korean and how that's similar to Jinsu. Uh, so we were thinking of like, you know, what if the rib cage you know, turns into like a pearl or abalone rib cage designed for the next era? Oh boy, Georgias, you're gonna get a lot of art out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I have like Jensen's 
buying design was already hard enough for me to draw. And if you're gonna draw, make me draw an actual fucking anchor, fine, I'll do it. But I'm gonna be grumpy the whole time. Oh, gee, oh, no, don't threaten us with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Son Jensen's relationship with the other Georges right now, um, it's hard to form because most of them are like Shadows players and the only one there is like Lady Matsuyama and Beck Whitney. Um, So for right now, I only have Beck and she and Beck would probably get along the most, like two dads in a grill drinking beer, except the beer is red bull and they've down like five of them and now the yeah. red bull is ooze because it's atlantis yeah i was gonna say oh no you join atlantis that's it's a rite of passage you have to drink ooze some people even enjoy it i oh, wouldn't okay. know them but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i know someone released the recipe for ooze actually it's for human consumption in baseball cares so if you want to drink that Hate it, hate it, hate that, hate no. <laughs> ooze without the sediment from the bottom of the ocean, is it really ooze? Or is it just like some sludge you made in your kitchen? Philosophical questions of our age. Hope we never find out. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink. Smile. Uh, oh, no. Okay, so we're in the last part. And this is the, the most wordiest part I have in... The document I wrote, I guess Sun's arc to me is trying to learn how to open up to people again. I did. I think she deliberately closed herself off from everyone and attempted to never get close to anyone. I think she's jealous, or you could say <laughs> envious. Jokes! <laughs> <laughs> of belonging or like fitting in a team. Because, you know, she was shadowed for so long and we only brought her up until like late expansion era. Like I remember we wanted her out for so long and we wanted to infuse her, but we had like other fires to put out. Thank you, Wills. Could you imagine if both Sun Jensen and Envy were out during the discipline era? What could have been? You know, we could have won season eleven. And granted Peanut Bong was in the rotation, so might that might not be true. Man, Envy could have been a well-known legendary player. <laughs> God, yeah. it's so tragic that we never saw that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Placeball. It doesn't matter how good you are, Place I guess, ball. because placeball is unfair. After we infused Sun in the shadows, um, we didn't get her out until like two seasons, seasons later because, you know, stuff happened, like with Basilio Mason feed, uh, reverbing or something. Yeah. I think that happened. Me, Mason, Yummy swap lineup and rotation. Yeah. That so like, good. so like, I'm rotating. Nope. I'm rotating this this in my head. You know, like a potato, like slow roasting in a fire. I think she holds some resentment that she wasn't out. She wasn't out yet, and that like, you know, maybe she would have gotten out sooner if you know she was a lot better. And then you know she got better. Then she's thinking like. Well, why the fuck aren't I playing it? And then, you know, once she got out, um, Michelle Sportsman was gone. I think she deliberately closed herself from people because of that. I think in her head, she was thinking, yeah, she knows she's good, but she wasn't envy levels good. Mm -hmm. And if she was, she probably would have been got out of the shadow sooner. Mm -hmm. Which fucks me up. Hope that isn't explored anywhere in any fic whatsoever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. 
<laughs> I, I think this is a thing as well, just general shadows, like like as much as the shadows are like technically positive and that nothing bad happens to you, I think. The shadow alternate blessing would like to disagree. Well, yes. But for a long time that was not the case. In a in a fairly similar way, this is the progression that you had with Son Son Jensen was the progression I had with Nagumi Meng, who is my favorite player, who who I only who only became my favorite player in expansion era, like literal decades after being shadowed and out of the game. Like yeah, like theoretically it's good, especially if you're like a tiger who got shadowed in season eight. It's like oh well, you know, Ruby Tuesday happened a year ago. Maybe I do need a, a break. <laughs> but it's like at the same time, it's like fundamentally. In sports, being on the bench means you're not good enough to be on the field. Even though that's not necessarily true in baseball, I think it's really interesting to think about like players who are in the shadows having that relationship to it. Like where it's like, yeah, it's kind of good in a way, but also it's like layered with that sort of like implicit value judgment of your own capacity, but you aren't good enough really and it's like having players grapple with that grapple with like the meaning of of what it is to be on the bench or on in the shadows is really cool because it's like exploring like a a sports dynamic that is not necessarily always emphasized also very like like complex because in real sports if you're on the bench it just sucks like you're just not considered good enough but in baseball it's like do you really want to be on the field? <laughs> like, is that that much better? And no, it is the answer. You know, because like, as much as like the shadow alternate blessing was a thing, that was one thing, and you weren't guaranteed it. Uh, well, someone was guaranteed it, but you could avoid it. Like, there was twenty four chances. Oh my god, I forgot about the shadows alternate blessing. I, I remember how how like I, I didn't want that to fall in any of our infused players that was in their shadows. I would have ruined everything forever. I'm glad it never happened. I would have loved I would love to listen to the Baco episode in the alternate timeline in which the Taikos got shadow alternate blessing. Oh man, they would be so upset. They would be so salty, <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we had the patheticism bug in place too, so it would have made everyone yeah. a terrible batter. Yeah. I, th- I think at that point we had mostly drained our shadows of useful players. Yeah, Yemi would have been out. Yemi was out, Envy was out, and dead. We can't have players that start with N in the tacos, it's a curse for us. Wait. Wait, 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 was anyone in Fall Ball? Does any, do any of their names start with N by any chance? Uh, I don't think so. Let me oh, double thank check. God. Like in tacos? No. Anyone with the letter N is like a bad omen. None is the exception. Yeah. Barely. Shout out, well, technically, on the technicality. <laughs> but yeah, shout out Natakat. The toaster. toaster that never was. Riv Natakat. Yeah. And you know now, Son Jensen is like tossed to the Jordas, and she has to start from scratch again, and like making friends. Because I know from the beams, from what I've talked, is that like uh, we were still trying to figure out how her arc was there, because how it was, you know, ended or like resolved or like how it went. Did she make any friends? 
did she actually open up to people? And she was only there for like two seasons. Yeah, it was two seasons. The beams have had her for the longest time in universe time because it was like a mm-hmm. year, a year and a yeah. couple of months because of the baseball hiatus. But now, you know, in the coming era, she might actually be more known as a Georgia if like she stayed in the Georgias for, you know, That's maybe be really fun. three or four or like even forever seasons. I wonder if they'll bring feedback again. Oh, definitely. Probably something like it, at least. Yeah, I don't see a reason that would disappear. Welcome to trade weather. (laughs) Now I'm thinking of like, oh, aside from the adaptation, what can I do to design this player of like, you know, have like physical effects from the black hole and just everything that's happening. So I was thinking... Make sure it's spaghettified. Yeah. (laughs) And it's tentative at the moment, but I might, every succeeding season, I will slowly gray out Sun Jensen's hair in all the art I do. (laughs) You know, it's not even age, it's just the stress. You you know, like, like it's it's not real, but like, the the myth I think people with graying hair are hot. I think people who have graying hairs early are really hot. I'm just going to say this now. I'm not afraid to say it. I think it's hot as hell. The, 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 the thing I was thinking of is like, you know, the thing where, where there's the, the myth that like, if you experience something like some intense amount of stress, your hair can turn white. Yeah, I learned that from Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, technically it's rooted in a myth. Uh, that like or like urban myth it's not actually what happens like your hair doesn't actually change pigmentation because most of your hair once it's out of your scalp is like dead cells that can't change anymore the thought is that it's basically you lose all of your pigmented hair and keep all of the gray ones that you wouldn't normally see or see as well so i think son jensen gradually stress of reality anchor or whatever just hair turns gray like like gradually gradually go or it's age that also works both <laughs> both cases yeah but i, got I this, like my stress people. yeah i stole this idea because i saw fan art of phoenix right having gray hair at the sides oh yeah that was phoenix right should be a dilf i will say that you you're telling me he isn't he is like he has a child <laughs> i first of all i did not know that Second of all, in a She's lot a of the art, I see that as a twenty-year-old twig. Oh, like very- let me let me show you a couple I saw there where he's like a hot dad. Oh, I know. I'm sure that exists. I'm just saying that should be the standard because <laughs> that's he's 35 in the most recent game. He also has not changed design but at that's all. The thing. Like yeah, like like I want to see ca- video game characters. Not like obviously not be realistic to age because obviously like some characters would be dead. Hello, Maya. Phoenix, right, should be a dilf. Like this should be the norm that he has graying hair. And that he kisses Miles Sedgeworth on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good to move on? Oh, yeah, it is. That's the only notes I have aside from like Sun Jensen's hot bitch era, which I don't remember writing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wow. couple shout outs where I don't know much about them but i want to mention them 
And then I have one where I was given a actual proper write up, which is cool. Like literally, I was I was like, I I, I told the people here, I I don't have the time this weekend to do thread diving like I usually do. And then one of my friends literally messaged me and was like, "Hey, this is the law for our player. <laughs> I don't have to do it. The law comes to me now." Very quickly, Sanshen is a bri- like fourth generation like bridge person, like bridge builder. Oh, Stanshen Mills, right? Yeah, because uh, a Stanshen is a upright support, uh, basically, which is often used in like everything from bridges, roofs, to the things that hold up ropes in, uh, you know, like if you've ever had to queue somewhere and you had like those ropes tied to like metal poles, the metal poles are called Stanshens. So it's a, it's a funny one. It's basically just, it, he's a guy, but he has like a very intricate like backstory. Like, uh, Laz was luring like Stan to, like Stan Chen the second to be a friends with like, uh, T-Drak from like ages ago. So it's fun. I like it. Grawless Zephyr is a, is a lift OG who has the, Pre-games, paleo. Wait, pre-game ritual is Lazarus Pit. Lazarus Pit. That's the one. So they lord a pit in a cave under Tokyo that uh, Grawlus fi- finds, which ends up being the Hitoshiretsu no, Miz- no Mizumi, uh, which is uh, roughly translates, if I have my sources correct, uh, to like the unknown lake. And it's uh, the home of like the the patron kami of the Tokyo Lifts team, which is really cool. Uh, they basically lord that just because the PRG was like, well, Lazarus Pit in Tokyo? That would be weird. Kelvin Drum Solo of the Drum Solo fame. Oh, wait, uh, before you go through <laughs> that, I do have like a shout out to this um one fic by Wave Ridden about Grawlis. I will put this in the shout out zone. Okay. Kelvin Jumpsolo of the Jumpsolo fame is a disabled character with spinner bifida, uses a wheelchair. The often the law of the art is a like spider-legged wheelchair that also is a drum kit. I don't particularly oh, like, like it. Like, like similar to Lady, Kelvin also has spinner. Well, so Kelvin has fantastical. Bif- yeah, Kelvin has spinner bifida, but Lady was not specified and was recently lauded as maybe having spinner bifida. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, okay, there's your answer, Juniper. Because you ask in the podco truck, which, by the way, if you <laughs> want to uh, join our discussions, that's where we mostly hang out to talk yeah. about the episode. Yeah. Okay. And Abbott Wright is a Oregon psychic who I really like the team. Uh, their slogan is we already know. Fuck with it. <laughs> and, uh, That's their slogan? Yeah. The team slogan is we already know. <laughs> the first half, not the second. What's the second half? Fuck, Fuck with, with it? it. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that was no. Crow commentating was on the saying slogan. saying fuck with it. Yeah, no, no, this is you. They don't say fuck. <laughs> the game is PG-13, except for this team slogan. <laughs> yeah, specifically. So they were lord as sort of a cosmic 
ghost who like I I put the the art by Solstice because fox. Ooh, pretty. Yeah, they're like a cosmic ghost person, and because they had uh, they have oh no blood or had we don't know if that's coming back, but I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, they were kind of lord as sort of being like an ancestor to the magic, which psychic magic just works. Did the magic replace psychic when they were incinerated? I think I remember that. That would not surprise me. No, we we don't know what happened. Okay, we do know that they were incinerated, but we don't know when. Yeah, we don't know when. We just saw them in the hall. We didn't find that library entry. Yeah, Yosh Carpenter of the Yoshoff first pitcher to get feedback and just stay on the mound and pitch for both teams. Hell yeah. Yosh Carpenter was also one of the famous fri- uh, lovers Friday feedbacks that was back to yes. back, I think. Yeah, they had they had a lot of these. And now Yosh is on the firefighters. Can't wait for more fix on Yosh. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, and Logan Rodriguez was kind of lured very quickly by Tigers and Magic and Starburst being definitely not gay with Nicholas Mora, our other cranky grandpa. Because they both speak Latin, by which I mean that Mora doesn't have a choice. He can only speak Latin. Logan Rodriguez does speak Latin. And they're both cranky old men Was for their Logan respective Rodriguez teams. Is Rodriguez the guy in the magic who just caused problems constantly? Uh, yeah. someone else. I think so. Okay. So are they like gilf for gilf? Yeah, pretty much. They're also cranky, so it's like they... Like, imagine if they were too tsundere about it. <laughs> Two tsundere old men. Like, legitimately, the, 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 the joke for us was that, like, oh, yeah, wink, they are definitely not gay with together. Because it's like, they would hang out constantly, but, like, if you ask them, they'd be like, no, I fucking hate his guts, and we constantly argue. But it's like, no, they love, like, this is how they show that they love each other. Aww. To me, personally. <laughs> uh, this is not like widely known. This is only like the Starburst people, but I generally like really, really like it. I was gonna say I think oh, people should fuck. No, you're oh, right. I was go. I was bro. going to say that these two fuck, but I didn't know if yeah. that was appropriate. No, well, I was gonna say like it's up to them to decide, but I, I generally think like all people should have uh, romances and stuff because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. and there was the one I wanted to finish on was. Itsuki Weeks, who is a... Itsuki Weeks who fell to the worms today. Ooh, I keep forgetting that's the snail emoji. Yes. Uh, she <laughs> it's a batting helmet. Yeah. <laughs> she is uh, 44, uh, 44 to 55. Japanese-American from paternal family from Itoman in, Itoman in uh, Okinawa. She can set a goal and enter a time loop, which lasts a baseball week. And then the loop repeats until she's achieved the goal. There are versions in which she can, if she doesn't achieve the goal, she ages the time that she was in the time loop and versions where she doesn't because one is angsty, one is not. She is kind of cranky because she has the thing where she's experienced this interaction 16 times and you haven't and you you've only done it the one time a lot of people kind of see her as like being cranky being irritable because she's not very patient or she's just like rushing through things imagine when you've been through the cutscene and you constantly mash the skip button uh that's her 
She has a pregame reassembling, which gave her like some skills with mechanics, I think. And the big thing was that she eventually learns that you always have time to be nice because people only remember the last time that they interacted with with Itsuki. So this is the this is the idea. Everyone remembers the latest interaction with Itsuki. If they get interacted with again by the time the loop is over, that's the one they remember. But if they're only interacted with the in the first loop and avoided after that, they only remember the first one. Which is oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's time fucky, and I'm so here for it. Yeah, that way Itsuki looks like this is a really outgoing person who's a jerk to their closest friends, and eventually you come to understand why. Because obviously, like if you're not really close to Itsuki, you're only going to interact very few times in the time loop. They're gonna seem very cool. The people who she interacts constantly, she probably is the most irritated around. I really like it. It's a really interesting take on the time loop idea. Like this is potentially like really interesting in terms of baseball because like. If she ever dies, <laughs> you kind of have to law that as like, what was the goal there? Maybe she <laughs> tried to, maybe the point was that she was trying to save someone else from dying and that the only way she could achieve that was by dying instead. It's a cool narrative. You have like a really solid character here. Like if she's not good, you have to give a reason for why she's not good. I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode again, like a few months from now and to see where like this player Compared, goes like, off. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I might have cut this off like later off later on this episode, depending on how I edit. But like we talked about Simon Haley briefly because of this one screenshot I posted in our inner thread. <laughs> um but basically I went up to a couple messages and Barry gave me the lowdown of um, Simon Haley's lore. So basically, Canadian is a comet man, gender neutral, who landed from space. Technically, is the child of Haley's comet and Edmund Haley. You may be asking, how does a space rock and a long dead English astronomer make a baby? And that's a very good question. And founder of the Anti Peanut Brigade, Saw Ruby Tuesday Day X, <laughs> and Day X Part Two happen. As a black and ball, I think Steel Swift Flops had a huge crush on Lars Taylor, embarrassingly so. Also, new Lars Taylor from space? Question mark. Howell's best friend forever. According to the wiki, Simon is a type one diabetic. Does Haru spicy? I don't know what that is. Too long didn't read. Gay little space rock from beyond the stars. And then someone I'm not gonna name who replied with. He fucked that comet. <laughs> he sure fucked that comet. And then um, Laz God. then replied without reply. It's not main court safe, but can that be the title of the next Fall Ball AU if Simon Haley shows up? Manifested. So well, yeah, we can't name the episode yeah. title. He fucked that comet, but <laughs> no. <laughs> we could. name it rather famous. I wonder, Sun Jensen, probably. But listener, you do believe. You, you yeah. can believe that in spirit, in spirit it is. You'll know. You'll know if you got this far. Quick mention. Uh, Patel Olive. Uh, keepers have confirmed that Patel has been moved to the last Hooray. name. Pool. Uh, so they might be switched because Patel is, is a last name in Indian. In 
specifically it's from Gujarati. Yeah, I'm really glad that you know that it was easy yeah. for the keepers to just do that now. It's just a thing uh, where they just have to be mod mailed about these things, and it's a lot easier for them. Yeah, to I think DJ was on who mod mailed, right? Yeah. Which is fair. Awesome. Yes, yes. Also, I do want to say, literally, as far as I know, not a single place name this for. No. Patel is the only closest. It's it's only double because digit it's, place names. There's no place names Landon, in here? Like, like, okay, there might be some. I want Jordan. Jordan's a place name. Jordan's a... Jordan, yeah, but Jordan... Which Jordan comes from the Jordan River in Israel. Or in Wikipedia, at least. Does it? Wait, actually. Did the river come from? Wikipedia says, at least. Ah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. I did not know. I didn't know it until I thought it was just a minute ago either. Yay! Well, hell yeah, we got one. Hey, Uh, (laughs) this bit somehow survives. Uh, Yeah. Um, Let's rate this fall ball. Um, I'm rating this fall ball a two point five. It was at pretty average. Sun Jensen fell, and you're rating it a two point five. Well, I mean. Yeah, I gotta be wow. fair here. Uh, not much happened, you know, aside from like the stats. Yeah. Okay, fine. A three. I'm giving it a three. <laughs> I was gonna go with the two point five because, like, wow, these are cool. Because I don't. I'm no offense. Real. I don't particularly care about Sun Jensen all that much. He's he's a cool player, but it's not like a personal connection I have. <laughs> and I, I don't know. It didn't really vibe with any of these players a whole lot. Hopefully in the next era they need more. I'm going down to two, actually. Yeah. Wow. Like wow. Bad. It's just like not just out of spite. Well, I'll compensate and say four because famous fucking Owens to the Hawaii <laughs> fucking <laughs> I'm changing my rating. It's 2.5 to keep it even. Okay, I'm, I'm doing it a five then. There you go. Incredible. We're good. We're great at this. We are in, we are archives limited. Yes. We do shout outs. We're doing shout outs now. I still need to find a way. Anything for the next week I, first. Yeah, I still we, need we to only find. We have two falls left. I still need to find a way on how to start and end these episodes. Like have an intro that's like messed up, like what Gob said, um, which was all head cans are valid except no, they aren't. <laughs> should start that as the intro <laughs> hang on predictions i got none uh, and, but like if i say nagomi nava will fall that just increases of the, the chance of not happening because i'm cursed i i don't have a prediction <laughs> i just have a supplication please give us nagomi nava i want nagomi nava to the hades tigers or rigby friedrich both of those would be really good thank what you what if that never happens I'd be so mad. If Nagomi Nava doesn't come back, I'd be so mad. It's literally worse than Nagomi Meng not coming back, because Nagomi Meng not coming back is at least a story. Although, if they don't come <laughs> back, I can roll them as being together, which is fine. Not, like, together, together, but, like, together as friends. Like, Nagomi Na- Meng and Nagomi Nava was, were like, actually, you know, yeah, baseball suck. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to see is Panonika Oko on the Magic of the Sunbeams. Oh, that would be so but cool. I'm- what I'm predicting is Thomas Dressena on the stakes. Why? Because I f- feel like he's got dad energy. 
It's gonna be a really good fall for if you know your favorite character just falls. Mine happens. Laz happens. <laughs> I have a funny prediction manifestation is that Jaden Wright falls and it's to the Georges. So you have the two lawyers back again. <laughs> Georges fun become the lawyer team, supplanting the Wild Wings entirely. It's okay because the Wild Wings are becoming the lesbian team. So it's like <laughs> even <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Go watch Bob Psycho. Um. The final season. The final episode of the final season is about to drop. Like the moment this episode drops. So it's good. It's really good if you want to see autistic people have psychic powers and beat the shit out of everything. I'm gonna shout out the video game Journey because I played it a few days ago and I have not emotionally recovered. Love those games. I'm a shout out. Uh, the fact that for the last month we've been prep, uh, we've begun prep on the Lunar New Year event, and we by the time this episode comes out, we will have been announced on main court, which technically Baco will have beaten everybody to the punch because they just <laughs> uploaded it. We're doing the Lunar New Year event again. It's pretty cool. We have a new main call game uh, that we're working on, and we are still benefiting. Jackup, which is Youth Advocate for Climate Actions, Philippines. Uh, yeah, you'll have like community announcements. We'll have a poster and an announcement, like all fancy, like by the time you listen to this. So go check that out for all the information and see you in a month from now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And <laughs> how do we end this? I think you press the big red button that says do not touch. Oh, yeah. The big red button or the big blue button that says do not touch? But the thing is, I already did that. And that's how that's how I accidentally launched Gob and Bluey out of the archives. And now they have to walk back home, which is why they missed the episode. Not again. Yeah, no other reason. I mean, if you do press the big red button, you will literally stop the recording. So. <laughs> oh, you mean like right now? Archives Unlimited.